Hey, hi. Welcome to Someone Else's Movie, the original podcast where an actor, writer, director, or nebulous industry figure gives a little love to a movie they didn't make. I'm Norm Wilner, senior film writer for Now Magazine, and this is The Other Thing I Do. My guest for this special Friday bonus episode is Agnieszka Holland, a filmmaker whose credits include Spoor, Washington Square, The Third Miracle, The Secret Garden, Olivier Olivier, and Europa Europa, which brought her an Oscar nomination for Best Adapted Screenplay. She's also directed episodes of The Wire, The Killing, and Treme, which landed her an Emmy nomination, and she helped Krzysztof Kieślowski develop the Three Colors trilogy, which, on its own, puts her in the center of one of the greatest artistic achievements of the 90s. Her new drama, Mr. Jones, tells the story of the Welsh journalist who broke the news of the starvation of the Ukrainian people under Joseph Stalin in 1932-33. It's now available on digital and on demand in North America. Agnieszka picked Stalker, Andrzej Tarkovsky's 1979 science fiction film? A metaphorical odyssey about a man who leads two other men through a place called The Zone to a destination known as The Room. It's heavily metaphorical and allegorical, as are most of Tarkovsky's films, but there's also something compelling about the journey and the fact that we are just as alone with our thoughts as the characters are with theirs. I am quite sure I'm not doing it justice, so I'm just going to let Agnieszka do it. This is someone else's movie. I bought in, in France, you know, the uh, full edition of, of, of um, restored, um, restored uh, films by Tarkovsky, with some documentaries on the top. So I started to rewatch it and, um, and watch Stalker. And I was curious also how Stalker will be watched um, uh, from our point of view with this, you know, with the with the dystopic films and series and novels, which became such a, such a rich pool um, of the genre, and which seems to be the easiest, um, uh, easiest way to express our fears of the present and our, 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 our fear about the future. Uh, uh, but when, uh, my mem- and then I watched Stalker in the beginning of the 80s, you know, and never since, and now I rewatched it and have some very vivid memories, uh, which actually, um, which actually um, um, reappeared after, after Chernobyl. Uh, after Chernobyl, because somehow it was like a premonition. The zone yeah, yeah. where they are going, it is like zone around of Chernobyl, and um, it has the same even visual sign, this mix of lushness and uh, some ruins and some, you know, and the feel of um, um, the feel that you are in another planet, but in the same, this another planet is behind your house or be, be, be behind the house of your childhood. So, um, uh, when, when watching very, you know, very rich and very with the great production values, um, dystopic or you know, or or uh, or um, science fiction movies, and watching Stalker, which is practically shot on one field, effectively, and between yeah. some, you know, some ruins and between some abandoned um, railways. And in the same time, this feeling of the of the inevitable horror it's so palpable and so uh, so strong and when you 
after analysis and see how minimalistic are the means he's using to achieve such an incredible, incredible richness of the emotions and senses. Um, that it really like you know it 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 blow me away. It means I I think that we are spoiled with those visual effects, you know, all this you know shit and all those wonderful, wonderful, uh, wonderful movies which are so you know so impressive. And at the same time, they are not going to this underneath uh, layer of our soul of our perception. Uh, which we can find really in our dreams only, or in our nightmares. Yeah, uh, that's a and beautiful way yeah. of putting it, yeah. Um, I, I always wondered what made him decide to do something so technically simple after Solaris, you know, in terms of a companion piece, because they're both ultimately about, I think, the mm -hmm. same thing, uh, finding comfort in the past and in, and in your, in a preferred space rather than uh, a manufactured world, but Solaris is a studio film. It's expensive. There are sound stages. There's all this detail. Mm -hmm. And Stalker is simply people who are, it's the same metaphor. These, they're just as lost. It's just that they're lost in the mm -hmm. natural world. And there's, and, and the, the, the oppressive nature of the, of the mise-en-scene is, is so simple and so powerful. Um, I saw it with a friend who said he was bored and I, I, I was, stunned afterwards this would have been in the early 90s i guess when i saw it theatrically uh only once and he said nothing happens and i think the whole frame is crawling with death like it's just they're surrounded by these threats that they can't even that we can't understand and that they're refusing to process and that's it was so powerful i mean nothing not very much happens in terms of action but i was just i was coiled like a like a spring for the entire thing well, yeah, yeah I, I absolutely with you. You know, it wasn't burning the, the single second for me. Even if I found now some dialogues a little too literary and too expository, you can imagine very well that you know half of the dialogues will be cut out, and it will not, uh, it will be not missing. And it reminded me, you know, the way I was watching films. Um, in in seventies and the late sixties, beginning of seventies, in the film school in Prague, and we've been watching a lot of contemporary films, some classics, of course, also, but some contemporary films which came from France, from US, from Sweden, from Italy, uh, and the, it it wasn't in the distribution, so it was like uh, given by the embassies or by you know by the private like means. And it wasn't subtitled. So a lot of those films I, I watched with no subtitles, for example, Bergman's Persona or uh, Jules Jim, several films which I loved so much that I rewatched them on every screening which was, which was possible. And after, after you know, years, I, I watched them with the subtitles and suddenly understood the dialogue and it was great disappointment. Because somehow <laughs> without understanding, really, you know, it means I like them always because it's wonderful movies, but this visual language and those language of this partition of emotion have been so strong that the words sometimes a little literary and sometimes a little, you know, pretentious and, Mm -hmm. Somehow, you know, um, 
broke this this mystery of this of this of this of this sensual and emotional reception and and i i i i felt a little similar similar with 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 stalker that some dialogues have been unnecessary that is my only criticism or main criticism and um, and in, if not i think that exactly why he did this in this way after after the solaris i think that he was disappointed with Solaris. I was also disappointed with Solaris. I love the novel, and but apparently it's a very difficult novel to adapt because um, uh, Steve Soderbergh did it later and it wasn't very good. Oh, no? Uh, no. I kind of love it, it, but... Yeah? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I wonder if it's much. a particularly Western American perspective, though, where um, uh -huh. I'm just, I'm ready for the way he presents it, but that's a completely different conversation. So I don't want to derail yeah, us. Anyway, among uh, Tarkovsky's films, I think that Solaris is the less original and less him, less his, because his previous films have been also very minimalistic, you know, and, and uh, Ivan's uh, childhood, childhood yeah. uh, and uh, even Andrei Rublov, it's like, historical press but in the same time did it very like simple way exactly yes, yes. and the mirror so i think that he was uh, he wanted to do the solaris without this kind of the you know of the of the of the special effects and, and the sets and the studio and the, and money um and it was the mystery, which mystery also of the of the human being, of desire, you know, because it is very Chekhovian, Chekhovian film somehow. Those dialogues, which I a little like, you know, found a little a little too much, they are like di dialogues taken exactly from an Anton Chekhov play. Yeah, and those actually, characters were yeah, were the losers, you know, who had this like expectations, ambitions, desires. But they know already that nothing will happen, that it will never, you know, be achieved. And they are like trying, drinking very much, trying to pass through this curtain of impossible and discover another world when the dreams can become true. Sure. And, yeah. and this main character, and it's based on the on the novel by brothers Strugatskis, who've been the very popular, but in the same time not very close to the to the regime uh, right. writers and the writing have been more dystopian exactly than than science fiction really uh, so i think it was close to 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 tarkovsky also as a statement he also introduced some poems of uh, of his father he liked to put in the movies and uh, they've been also in in the mirror very present uh, and I love this character of, of, of Stalker, how it works, how it wakes up, how he goes to the zone, even if his wife is like terrified by that. And, and he knows that it's not right, but he, he's like the, you know, he's like the, like the, like the, uh, um, somebody who is dependent totally, who is like, you know, like the, like the drug addict. Uh, but in this, and in the same time, he goes there like not to 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 have the victory, but to fall, to fall even deeper. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And after when he comes back and take this this uh, child who is um, uh, mutilated because of him, um, because exactly of of, the, of, the, of of his passion and of his of his dependence. Uh, and his wife, by the end, makes such a 
wonderful speech about him, about her love. And everything is so non-conventional, you know, in this film. Like, what, what I loved when I was watching this, because, you know, we are watching a lot of TV series in this time, and I did several, uh, several really good TV series and participated in, 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 in some best. But in the same time, somehow, you know, every, every TV series is somehow conventional. It's predictable. Sure, yeah. It, I mean, you, they're, they're expected has, to be, right? They're, that's what the audience wants, yeah, even if they don't be, want it? You know, the dramaturgy has to be made in the way that the, the, the viewer needs to be curious by the end of the episode enough, uh, intrigued to, you know, to go and to see the next episode. So of course. It has to be conventional. It, it means it, if, it, if it isn't, it doesn't work. And, um, and the real cinema, and especially the cinema which uh, is independent, is somehow of the cinema d'auteur, has this freedom, you know, to play in very different way with the viewer and speak more to his senses than to his uh, or her curiosity about the plot curiosity. So, uh, and Tarkovsky is a perfect example of that because he has this incredible talent, filmmaking talent, when from with the very simple means he's able to create like incredibly powerful, you know, visual and emotional um, reality. Uh, that, you know, that it's great when between, <laughs> between watching the series, it's really, it's, really, it's really good to watch the movies like that. Yeah, it's so enveloping in what it, how can I put, I'm trying to figure out a way to say this without sounding either pretentious or, or just undereducated the absence of the clarifying elements of stalker the fact that the zone is is no uh there's it's no clearer as to what it is at the end of the film than it is at the beginning that we are simply in there drifting with the characters i find that poetic i find that refusal to give us any more details and let us fill in our own um, mm -hmm. our own deepest fears, right? Because if you if you don't know what's around you, you will decide there are wolves or monsters or zombies or, or aliens or whatever it is. It doesn't actually matter. It simply matters that these people are in it right now. And that seems to be the lesson of storytelling that Tarkovsky knows in, just instinctively, internally, that if he denies us anything, the same way he denies us any real knowledge of Solaris in that adaptation of the mm -hmm. book, the book had more mm -hmm. detail and Tarkovsky just refuses to engage with it. He wants mm -hmm. us to fill in our own blanks because that's how we mm -hmm. connect. And it's just, you see so many projects, film and television and, and, and novels, that just decide to give us all the exposition we could ever want. And it makes it less every time. The story is diminished by our understanding of it. Mysteries are far more compelling to me, especially cinematically, because you're locked into that frame with the characters when you don't know what's going on. Um, Glazers Under the Skin, or um, it came close with Annihilation, it came close with, um, what was the Haneke film, Time of the Wolf, where something is happening mm -hmm. and we don't fully understand it, but the only thing that matters is the people that we're following. So it doesn't matter. It's, it's about the moment-to-moment -moment survival. And the quests of Stalker, as we learn more about them, um, Stalker himself is, yeah, he, he's operating, I, you say drug addict, I kind of thought about a film noir detective, but maybe that's just because I was trying to figure out if those movies had reached Russia at that time and, and Tarkovsky was riffing mm -hmm. on them. But, you know, a, a noble man with a scar and a, and a history that he won't speak about mm -hmm, that he, and yeah. it's made mm -hmm. him remote. 
But that's just me plugging it in because of the absence of detail. And, and it's, it's genius to just decide, no, I'm going to make you spend two and three quarter hours with these characters and give you almost nothing and make you do the work. Um, well, but yeah, but it's, you know, he's, if he give you almost nothing, you will be not watching it. He is giving you a lot of senses. It means he's like, sure, he's sure. like, you know, he's like waking up your 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 sleeping senses, and that is the great cinema for me, which actually was the best probably in sixties, seventies from this point of view. After it became too bavard, to somehow you know, too and um, expository, too uh, too descriptive. And um, you cannot be descriptive and expressive in the same time. It's always or, or. So, um, and you know, this, uh, The Hidden Mystery is also um, um, one of my favorite films. Um, um, it, um, it's um, uh, Michael Haneke, uh, Hidden. Oh, sure. Yeah, where also, you, you know, this mystery is never really resolved till the end, you know. And it is something which stay with you and which speaks, uh, for example, about the racism, like the deep roots of the racism, much more than a lot of like sociological stories. So, um, yeah, the cinema can be, you know, the cinema with this, this kind of the courage and talent can be a very powerful tool. Yeah, I, I honestly... As with Cachet, a friend of mine insists that George is sending the packages to himself, which I think is a wonderful explanation. Although he also wants me to believe that Haneke himself is a character in the film sending the packages to provoke the story, which mm-hmm. I, I like it. I like the idea. But not knowing is the thing that keeps me coming back. It's the thing that makes me revisit these films to to see if I can figure it out again. It's mm-hmm. uh, The puzzle aspect isn't the only reason I love them, but... It's it's a pretty big part of the enjoyment. And Cachet doesn't have quite the same emotional kick as Stalker because Stalker is ultimately about longing. No, yeah, but... of course. No, he's a different kind of filmmaker. But exactly, yeah. Prior and, you know, and um, yeah, Tarkovsky was a poet, really. You know, Haneke is not a poet. He's a moralist somehow. Yeah. So it's yeah, a different, different way. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you chose it. Um, I know we don't have a lot of time, so I will ask you the, the final question of the podcast as, uh, as well, which is, is there anything, and I've been racking my brain since we started talking, is there anything of Stalker that you yourself have used in your own films? Anything that you've borrowed? or, I mean, Mr. Jones is about people on a journey, but I don't really think it connects beyond that. Well, you know, maybe um, it's one of the, one Czech film which I put on the list, um, uh, initial list, uh, which I'm watching every time when I start new movie. Oh yes, and it's called The Demons of the Night. The director was um, Jan Niemetz, and um, and the, the, the actually many other films have been inspired, but this is a very simple story of two. Uh, uh, two young Jew during the Second World War escaping from the transportation to concentration camp and running through the forest. It's practically, uh, yeah. you know. You've I'm, never I'm not, seen it. No, I'm not familiar you, with it. You have to find it. I will look. You have to find it. It was, uh, but certainly it exists some, you know, Milos Steglik in, in face of the multimedia had the videos of that, but I, I, I found in, Fran, in France the um uh the dvd mm. okay um, 
anyway, uh, and th th this movie is, uh, was the inspiration for me, the, the part of this movie, of, rather it was no inspiration, it was homage to, 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 to Demons of the Night. When I show Garrett running, you know, through the forest to, 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 feed, to end in this, uh, in this empty Ukrainian uh, village, which appears to be full of dead. Mm -hmm. um, and somehow, you know, Stalker, and Stalker was in my mind, and when it was in our discussions with the, with the cinematographer when, when we've been constructing this, you know, this uh, uh, travel to the zone, this Ukraine, which was like closed, by the regime, sure, it was forbidden to go there. So somehow, and you go there, and everything is like that, you know. So it was some some similarities, and of course, um, it's more like the far um, inspiration than uh, than uh, than the, the exact inspiration, like with the demons of the night when I like practically took the little sequence from there, and you know, and, and made similar one, uh, but. Um, but what is the real inspiration when you watch movies like that? It is, um, it is that it opens your senses, it opens your, uh, your imagination, you know, it frees, uh, frees it. And I think that the filmmakers are very imprisoned now by the conventions or fashions or, I don't know, expectations or, you know, or the commercial rules or other rules. Uh, so to see the films from the period and from the place when the filmmaking was so free and in the same time was not hazardous, was not that, you know, oh, I film whatever I want. It was, you know, everything Tarkovsky put in the movie had to be there. It was, uh, it was, uh, he had the like great artistic discipline as well. So this mix of the freedom and discipline and, and talent, of course, it, it makes those, um, his work so special. My thanks to Agnieszka Holland, whose new film, Mr. Jones, is available now on digital and on demand. Thanks also to Angie Power. She knows what she did. Agnieszka doesn't appear to be on Twitter, but you can follow her film at Mr. Jones Film, M-R-J-O-N-E-S underscore F-I-L-M, and you can find Stalker on Blu-ray and DVD in the Criterion Collection. It's streaming on the Criterion Channel and on Canopy in the U.S., and it's also available on iTunes and Google Play. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Norm Wilner and elsewhere on the internet at NowToronto.com, where, in addition to film writing, I'm hosting podcasts there, too. What the hell? And you can find this podcast on Twitter at Semcast, S-E-M-Cast, and on the web at SomeoneElsesMovie.com. Our theme song is by The Last Year. If you like it, or the show in general, please say so. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you've been enjoying us. Every little bit helps, it truly does. And check out the other shows on the Frequency Podcast Network. Jordan Heath Rawlings' The Big Story? Huge help right now. Stay inside, watch movies, wear a mask if you go out. I'll see you next week. <laughs>